Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope that you're having a great day and enjoying the Lord today. Thank you for listening and being a part of today's show. The heart and purpose of Calvary Live is for you to be able to call in or text with the questions that are on your heart. And I know for me personally, I really enjoy hosting this show when we get to talk about real things, things that are on our hearts that are affecting our lives. It may be a question about a section of Scripture or maybe you're going through difficulty and and you're wanting wisdom from God's Word on your particular situation or you need prayer. So we are live in studio. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text. This is a great way to be part of the program. If you've got a prayer request or a question, your device is there in front of you, you can text at 720-336-0897. Again, the text number is 720-336-0897. We'd like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast with Truth FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Also, Hope FM in Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. And of course, everyone here in Colorado. Thank you guys for, for listening. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. I want to pray today just to kick off today's show and commit the show to the Lord. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your faithfulness and your mercy in our lives and your presence with us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation that all who are weary can come to you. And so, Jesus, we ask that you would really bless today's show. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live, the number to call with questions, prayer requests, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Brittany in Colorado Springs. Brittany, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. How are you? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Um, I'm not doing good. Um... I called before about spiritual warfare, and I don't know, I'm dealing with the thought, like, I try to use the Word of God, and it still keeps coming back. I don't understand why, like, I don't know, I don't know. like, I get scared that I said it, and now I'm dealing with it. Is, is there, how do I get out of it? Try to let me in a little bit more, like, uh, what specifically is kind of... anxiety, I guess? I don't know, OCD, okay. like, I, a thought, bad thought came, and I try to control it, and now it's like... I'm stuck in it. I'm, I try to use the Word of God, and it goes away, but it comes back. And it's like, I don't want this. I don't know how to get out of that. Like, how do yeah. I get out of compulsions? How do I get out of that thought? You know, a couple of thoughts come to mind. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, it tells us to take every thought uh, a captive to the obedience of Christ. And when Jesus uh, was tempted... Uh, he quoted scripture out loud, and it was short sections of scripture, man shall not live by uh, bread alone. Uh, and then in Philippians chapter 4, it tells us to, to be anxious for nothing, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then I encourage us, finally, brother, whenever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are of good report, uh, to meditate upon these things. So I would encourage you to continue running to Jesus. Yeah, he is our Savior. He's He's the one that helps us enter into his throne room of grace. Uh, quote scripture out loud um, and and really continue uh, to battle and ask for the Lord's help to, to take those um, thoughts captive. And then also I think uh, it's important to do what you're doing right now, and that's to reach out to the body of Christ. And uh, in, in those times, uh, it doesn't help to be alone, you know, and to seek out fellowship and being around uh, the body of Christ. So, Okay, so, um, yeah, because it's, it's about, it's things against, you know, our Creator and stuff, and I don't like it. And the Imparable Sin verse made me really scared and brought all those thoughts. So I was like, I don't know yeah. how to get out of that. It's horrible. But um, so There's... just use the Word of God, even if you, you play with it, even if you try to change the positive. I still have hope. I still have hope using the Word of God, and it'll go away. Yeah, the power's in the Word, and the, and the power's in, in Jesus. So let me pray for you, Brittany, okay? Okay. Yes, thank you. Father, I thank you for Brittany, and Lord, I just uh, pray uh, over her in Jesus' name and uh, these thoughts that are bombarding her, Lord, that you would protect her mind. We, we think of the helmet of salvation, uh, that she would know that she trusts you in the work of the cross, and uh, these thoughts could be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. Pray that you'd give her a specific verse, a specific section of Scripture that she can she can quote and, and say out loud and de- declare in these moments um, uh, of struggle in her thoughts. So, Lord, would you encourage her? Would you bless her? Would you also uh, give her great fellowship? And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. you God so bless you too. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303 690 3000. 303 690 3000. Also, you can send a text 720 336 Love talking about real things, things that are on your heart. Praying together, getting into God's Word together. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Lisa in Baltimore on line one. Lisa, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. What's on your mind today? Um... So my question is, I'm just, I'm wondering, I've, I've read a lot of scripture um, just about God, particularly in Old Testament, I think, with God talking about how he can harden someone's heart. Um, and I'm just wondering how that works as far as, you know, if, if God's a God who wants, you know, all to come to repentance and all to come to him, how does that work if he would harden someone's heart, um, you know, as he did back in Moses in Exodus? Yeah, it's a, a good question. And what we see with Pharaoh, uh, uh, God hardening Pharaoh's heart, is first uh, Pharaoh hardened his own heart, um, and he did mm-hmm. several times. And then eventually God confirmed that decision and hardened Pharaoh's heart as well. And it does seem like there's some point in the heart and mind of God uh, when someone says no to God and willfully resists God, that God says, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go ahead and 
confirm that decision and even use your defiant heart to reveal uh, my, my glory. Uh, so we don't know when that point is. Um, you, we, gotcha. uh, and, and God is extremely patient and long, long-suffering. And, and at any point that someone uh, repents and softens their heart and, and, and turns uh, to the gospel, uh, uh, they'll be saved. But, but there is a point in God's economy or his heart and mind, and we see that with Pharaoh, where Pharaoh hardened his heart, hardened his heart, hardened his heart. And so the God says, okay, now I'm going to confirm your decision. Now I'll harden your heart and I'm going to use your hard heart uh, to display my glory. So I don't know if that's God, helpful yeah. as you no, think through that. That's a, perfect, that's a perfect explanation because I think I just, you know, you hear all these songs like Reckless Love who are like, he leaves the 99 to rescue the one. And I'm like, but what happens yeah. if the one, you know, runs so hard and just hardens their heart completely to him? At what point yeah. does he say, hey, you know, you got your heart and heart, you live it. So right. that's a great answer. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for calling, Lisa. God bless you. Thanks. God bless you, too. Have a great one. You, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. All of our lines are open. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Again, all of our lines are open. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Text question that has come in is, why is Jesus referred to uh, the Son of Man? The reason that Jesus is referred to the Son of Man uh, is because he is the Son of Man in the essence that he became human flesh and was was born of Mary. But he's also the Son of God. And so the reason that he's referred to the Son of Man is it points out uh, the humanity of Christ. And the title Son of God points out the deity of Christ. And when we think about the character and nature of Jesus— we always never want to take anything away from who he is. And he's all God, but he's also all man. He's God in uh, human flesh. So we're very thankful for that because he's approachable, but yet he's also all powerful. So thanks for sending me that text question. If you'd like to send in a text question or a prayer request, 720-336-0897. This is a text that's come in. Hi, I need prayer that God would provide me a place to live. My own home, my own living situation is very stressful. I live with a bunch of unbelievers who do drugs. And I'll um, I'll pray for them and pray for their salvation. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's lift this up in prayer. Father, I thank you for this listener. And as they're needing a new uh, living situation, we know that times are difficult in finding places to live as prices continue to go higher and higher. And God, I just pray that you uh, would really protect and, and that you would provide, Lord, a place to live. And and also, Lord, we pray for these unbelieving friends, these unbelieving roommates, Lord, that they would, would come to know you. Uh, so, Lord, would you give this listener peace uh, in this situation? And, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to live, uh, Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Daniel in Denver. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, my question is um, in regards to when you die going to straight to hell, one of my friends was just kind of casually telling me that this pastor had been, 
you know, teaching them that. And I, and I said, you know, not to be in disagreement, but I don't think that's the case. I think you would go to Sheol or Hades and could you give me some verses that, that might help clarify that a little better? Yeah, in Revelation at the end uh, of Scripture, we see the great white throne judgment. And I'll go ahead and just read that section of Scripture. It's Revelation 20, uh, verses 11 through verse 15. It says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, for whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was none found place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to their works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone who's not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So it seems that at this moment, at the great white throne judgment, is when people are cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity. So the question is, where are they prior uh, to this? And we find in the Gospels with Lazarus the beggar, there was paradise, but then there was the side of torment. Uh, and it seems that unbelievers go to that place of torment until the great white throne judgment, and then they're cast into the lake of fire. But one thing to be really clear on is when they go to that place of torment, there's not an opportunity to repent at that point and receive eternal life. The, the decision that they made with Christ is what seals all of their uh, eternity. Um, but Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15, I think is the best place in Scripture uh, to really look at that. Yeah, because it says Hades is thrown into the lake of fire. That's kind of, I kind of used that example, too, and he, he said that I didn't understand it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so that's what I thought. Thank you for your time, and I appreciate you guys very much for the ministry, you, guys. You bet. Well, thanks for calling, Daniel. Thanks, God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Our lines are open. If you have a question about the Word or a situation that you're going through, or you would like prayer, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. One text that's come in says, praying for you and your listeners. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. We, we definitely cover your prayers in uh, doing this program. So thank you for, for praying. Another uh, text question that has come in says, I've run across a guy who denies the tr the doctrine of the Trinity and says that anyone who believes in it is not saved. What's the truth of the matter and how should I uh, respond uh, to this? Um, a couple thoughts come to mind and one is we see in Genesis when God created Adam and Eve, he declares that we're created in his image. And we are a triune being. We have a physical body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And God is a triune being, and the Father, and the Son, and uh, the Holy Spirit. And each are God, three distinct persons, but yet one God. So it's really clear that we uh, serve one God in three distinct persons. Um, we also see in the book of Acts and the story of Ananias and Sapphira, 
that the Holy Spirit is referred to as God. Uh, there in Acts chapter 5, it says they, they lied uh, to the Holy Spirit and they lied to God, uh, showing us that the Holy Spirit is God. Also in 1 John, uh, it declares to us uh, the Trinity. In 1 John 5, 7, it says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these are one. And that's 1 John uh, 5, 7. Also, I would encourage you to go to gotquestions.org, gotquestions.org, and they've got some great articles on uh, the Trinity. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0891. Let's go to Christopher in Denver on line one. Welcome to the program. Yes, uh, thank you. I had a question um, regarding, I've, I heard a, a Christian song where it was saying that we crown God with many crowns, and, and I've heard actually a few of them. Um, there was a verse that I came across in Isaiah where it was talking about that we are a crown in God's hands, but I was wondering what basis or, or what scripture they um, get that idea from as far as us crowning God. Or, or Yeah, yeah. So in Revelation 4... Uh, verse uh, 10, it says, uh, the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Uh, we see in scripture that we cast our crowns at Jesus's feet, uh, not necessarily that that we crown Jesus, like not that that we have any authority and and that we're putting a crown on Jesus's head but laying down our crowns in worship. And then where the crowns come in is throughout the New Testament, uh, crowns are given as rewards. Uh, so yeah. God's going to reward believers. Uh, and then we're basically receiving those crowns by God's grace, his work in our lives, and laying them back down at the, the feet of Jesus. And so uh, that's where the scriptural idea of, of laying our crowns down in, in worship. But I don't know of anything in scripture where you know, uh, we crown him, if that makes sense. Sure. And uh, can I ask one more question? Yeah. Um, the The book of James, um, it's said that um, it's written by James, um, Jesus's uh, brother. And, um, well, and, and so I wanted to confirm that part, but also... Um, I was wondering if there's any in the scripture if it talks about uh, James being there at the crucifixion. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, James chapter one verse one it says James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, um, and so we have this indication that James is the hu human author that God used. And then in the book of Acts, James, the half brother of Jesus, was raised up to be one of the key leaders in the Jerusalem church. And so it, it's thought that uh, James that wrote the epistle, it makes sense that it would be James in the book of Acts, which is the half-brother uh, of Christ. Okay. So that's where uh, uh, we come up with uh, the teaching of, that it was James, the half-brother of Christ. I understand. And then as far as him being there, do we, like I, we know Mary was there, but 
Um, do we know if he was there? So there's no indication that he was there. Um, we know that John, the disciple, was there. Uh, um, if he was there, it's not listed for us. Um, and so uh, we have to assume that he probably wasn't. Um, uh, but we just don't know. Ultimately, we don't know one way or the other. Yeah. Um, it talks about counting it all joy. And I've heard it said that, that at, when he was writing that, it was at the same time that Paul was um, the Christians. Is that, and I'll, I'll, that'll be my last question, but is that correct that he was writing Count It All Joy at that same Sorry, uh, Christopher, you're breaking up a little bit. Are you still there? So I, I missed the last part of that, but from best that I could understand was uh, when uh, when uh, James was writing Count It All Joy, we do know that he was writing to Jewish believers uh, that were going through a tremendous amount of trial and, and uh, difficulty. Because uh, in verse 1 it says of chapter 1, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, a greeting. So it's the 12 tribes of Israel that are spattered abroad. So, Christopher, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, we're going to go to James in Baltimore. James, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I've listened to you for years. I, I'm always driving, and, and I always put your radio station on, and I always listen to you guys. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. So, now, here's... This is interesting. I'm an Orthodox Christian. I was actually baptized Orthodox about six years ago. Uh, so I, I lived my entire life uh, not believing and very mm. anti-Christian, actually. Uh, so okay. you know, but wow. but I you know I love listening to I listening to Protestant sermons, Orthodox sermons. I, you know, I listen to sermons from any from any Christian. But I'm always curious. You know, like. So the, the difference, the main differences that I always see between Orthodox and Protestant uh, is saints, icons, and and the, the body and blood of Jesus being the actual body and blood, the communion. So, you know, uh -huh. and everything else is just kind of something else. But those are always the, the three main differences uh, that I see. So I'm, I'm curious, and, and I'd like to tell you that the actual reason that I— that I first went to an Orthodox church six years ago, uh, it was not to become Christian at all. I had actually no intention of becoming Christian. Like I said, I was I was okay. anti-Christian at the time. Uh, yeah. But I wanted I wanted to see the icons at the church, and that's actually okay. what what led me down this path. But I'm curious. I, I've known many people who have been have have seen saints, and and I'd I'd like to know is the Protestant view when saints appear is that is that demons. Or, or what is that? Okay. Yeah, the, you know, when you're talking about saints appearing, is it like saints in a in a dream or in a in no, a ghost like no, 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 fashion, no. Uh, or, or no, what, kind wide of wide awake? Give me some wide awake. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also been mass appearances of of saints. That, you know, if you look, at, especially uh, specifically, you can look at, at Egypt at Zaytun. Uh, for months, St. Mary appeared at a church to hundreds of thousands of people, Muslims, Protestants, Orthodox Christians, etc. And I think yeah. I've heard you talk about Magigoria before, you know, I'm, I'm not really right. that detailed with, with that, but... Right. I can tell you this, that, 
you know, the the Protestant uh, view as far as saints would encourage people uh, to focus on Christ, not upon uh, saints. Um, and that uh, we see the the saints in the in the scriptures and the New Testament were pointing us to Christ, uh, and even Mary her, herself was was pointing us to Christ. So anything that uh, emphasizes people over Christ, I think a, a, a Protestant view uh, would uh, point uh, with an encouragement pointing towards Jesus. And then kind of even more importantly than uh, any particular view of man is just what's the scriptures say? What is, what is, the, what is the Bible uh, teach us? Um, you know, and in Ephesians, uh, Paul writes and he says to the saints who are in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ. And uh, it seems to me as I read the New Testament that uh, a saint is someone who's in Jesus, a, a believer in Jesus. And it means they're set apart for the Lord. And so he's writing to all the, the believers in Ephesus and he addresses them as uh, uh, saints. Um, and so I would I would say that that's our en- encouragement would to be to, to continue to, to focus on Christ and Kind of the detail of that of of you know people that um, you know have seen saints or claim to seen saints. I think that Protestants would have a, a really wide variety of views on on, on that. Um, you know whether whether that would be you know a, a, a de- demonic uh, a realm. Um, you know uh, it's you know for me I just want to always continue to try to put the focus on Christ. If that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you totally. I, something that I'm always reminded of, we, we have, leading up to Easter, we, we always have Holy Week, and we, and we read the entire mm-hmm. uh, last week of Jesus' life, and I'm always reminded of the verse when, you know, when Jesus was crucified and he died on the cross, when, when saints were actually raised from the dead and seen walking in Jerusalem. Right. There was that that took place, yeah. And I think even as we look at that, event why did that happen it happened so to show the significance of of the cross you know to show the significance that god's son was crucified god was uh, crucified in human flesh so james i'm really excited about what god's done in your life it's awesome and uh yeah it's a good good conversation and appreciate you calling god bless you i'll continue to listen to you do you do great work thanks so much god, god bless, you. bless you too mm, bye-bye okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, uh, you can send a text, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. We have a text that came in, says, For the OCD listener, have her read Grace Walk. It helped me so much. I have OCD. So thank you for sending in that recommendation and listening. Uh, we, we appreciate that. Another uh, text question uh, says, What does the Bible say about dementia and bipolar and schizophrenia? So this is a good uh, question. We don't see anything uh, in Scripture uh, where God uh, clearly references these as we know them, dementia, bipolar, uh, schizophrenia. 
uh, we do uh, find where Paul writes to Timothy and he says uh, that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And it's God's uh, desire for us to be able to have a sound and, and sober uh, a mind. But as far as the, the detail uh, of, of these three things that are mentioned, uh, they're, they're not listed there for us in Scripture. So thanks so much for sending that uh, text question uh, in as well. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. All of our lines are open. If you've got a question on your heart, on your mind, section of Scripture, something that's going on in your life, uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text. It's a great way to be part of today's program. You've got a struggle in your marriage, something going on with your kids, finances, desire God to uh, reveal himself to you in a greater way, would love to pray with you and pray for you, you can text in at 720-336-0897. Please stay with me. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. So great to be with you uh, today. I know here in Colorado we're having a beautiful day. It's 70 degrees. The sun is shining. We've recently had some snow, so we're enjoying the sunshine today. We also want to welcome our listeners at Truth FM and Hope FM. Hope you're doing well on the East Coast. We're going to head back to our phone lines. If you'd like to call, the number is 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Adam in Denver on line two. Adam, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Hi how you doing? Weird, pretty good. Um, thanks for having me. I had kind of a weird uh, encounter at a bus stop. And I was just curious if you had ever heard of these guys or if you, well, they kind of caught me off guard, but they, uh, a group of guys were claiming to be Christians and they were saying that, uh, to be Christian, you have to honor the Passover and kind of were getting into semantics about that. But then as I kind of pressed them and asked more, they said that, um, that they believed that Jesus had already come back. And I said, well, I thought if he came back, we would all have known and seen. And they said, well, that's our job. We're trying to tell you about it. And, and I said, well, okay, well, when and where? And they said, in uh, South Korea in the 70s or something like that. Have you ever heard of a sect going around saying stuff like that? Yeah, I, I have heard of that. Um, you know, there's uh, uh, an article uh, that you could uh, look up. Uh, it's called uh, The World Mission Society, Church of God, The World Mission Society, Church of God. And they are a cult group. Uh, they're a sect group that uh, totally has... Uh, went deviant from from the scriptures um, but i i have heard of them before yeah and so they, they were harping on um you know honoring the passover and we're kind of saying that you're not a christian if you don't honor the passover and so like well what does that mean and like well you got to come to our church to find out and like even, so that was about the time they lost me and i walked away but yeah, i just yeah. kind of wanted to get the word out there in case anybody runs across them you know people catch you off guard you're not really ready for those kind of encounters right 
Let me share a, a scripture kind of in answer to that in Colossians 2, uh, verse 16. It says, So let no one judge you in word or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substances of Christ. And the Passover is one of the Old Testament uh, festivals. And so here Paul's writing and saying, don't let someone judge you in those things because all of those things pointed to Jesus. They were a shadow that pointed to the reality of Jesus. And so uh, we do experience the fulfillment of the Passover because we believe in Jesus. He's, he's the Passover lamb that brings us into right relationship with God. And the whole purpose of the Passover was to point us to the saving grace of, of, of Jesus. So... Yeah, thanks for uh, getting the word out there, and uh, um, you know, let's let's pray for this group and pray that uh, the Lord would would cause them to come to really know the truth and be set set free. So let's let's pray together. Father, we lift up this group that Adam encountered today, and uh, Lord, as they're teaching a, a false gospel and false things about you, Jesus, um, I just pray that their eyes would be opened, that the deception would be removed, and that they would come to know you, and that they wouldn't be able to deceive others. And so we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, thanks for calling, Adam. Yep. Have a good day. Bye. You too. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Peggy in Denver. Peggy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Um, I read something in the news today that just has really bothered me, and I was wondering if you could... Um, lift this up and maybe the listeners would also um this woman apparently was walking with her four-year-old son along the seashore in north carolina and uh, like a a rogue wave came Hmm. about and swept her four-year-old away Hmm. i cannot imagine how she is gonna survive yeah. That little boy. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, terrific. Yeah, let's, let's lift this up in prayer. So, Father, we lift up this mom to you, and Lord, what a what a heartbreak. Um, and we ask that you would intervene in her life, and that you would show her your grace and your strength and your presence, and that you would give her a peace that surpasses understanding. You put people in her life that could rally around her and point her to you. Uh, Lord, to pray for uh, the dad in this situation as well, that you would comfort him. And Lord, we don't understand uh, why why things happen, and but we know God that you're you're trustworthy. And so, Lord, would you minister your peace uh, to this family and uh, to this mom especially? Lord, may you uh, quicken our hearts to be faithful to to lift this family up in prayer. Thanks for Peggy's heart, and as she just heard this on the news today, Lord, that she allowed it to, to move her to prayer. And uh, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless All you. Right. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720 Let's go to Victor on line one in Strasburg. Victor, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. 
Uh, I recently read something uh, just in, in an app or something like that about uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And uh, it explained, you know, kind of what that is, uh, but not necessarily where to go if you're experiencing those. And me being a new Christian and coming from a, a really rough background, um, I'm, I'm definitely still struggling with those things. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if you have some... Um, maybe some verses, some direction that I could go towards, uh, just maybe memorize or, or keep in thought when I'm, when I'm going through those, those parts of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some, um, some verses that do uh, come to mind, um, with, the uh, the lust of the eyes, uh, Job said that, uh, he made a covenant of with his eyes that he wouldn't uh, lust with his eyes. And that's a, a good verse when um, we're uh, confronted uh, with the, the lust of the eyes. Um, you know, the lust of, of the flesh is kind of this uh, uh, temptation that uh, things are going to satisfy us outside of, of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and when Jesus said uh, that he was the, the, the bread of life uh, and uh, the I am statements in the Gospel of John, um, and and to really focus on those where Jesus says, "I'm the bread of life," and I'm I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, when we're we're tempted to think that something can uh, satisfy us out, outside of Christ, um, and then when it comes to pride, uh, in in James it tells us uh, that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And uh, a really great website that helps me find verses uh, is BibleGateway.com. Uh, and if you do a search uh, on like bread of life, wh- where Jesus said that in scripture will come up and then you can find the, the reference and, and memorize it, um, uh, you know, or you could uh, type in uh, resist the proud and then that that verse will will uh, c- come up. And so uh, that that's a great way to actually find those verses and memorize them. But you're absolutely right when we're tempted in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the fresh and the pride of life. Uh, it's really wise to uh, memorize uh, scripture uh, and and say those scriptures out loud and also ask Jesus for help. And then also, if you want to simplify this a little bit, Victor, um, is if in Matthew chapter 4, uh, Jesus was tempted in these same three areas uh, and he quoted uh, scripture. Um, and you could use the same three uh, scriptures that he used. In Matthew 4, it says... Um, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the from the mouth of God. Um, and then Jesus said, "You shall not tempt the Lord uh, your God." Uh, and then the next one, he says, "You shall worship the Lord, and Him only you shall serve." And that's in Matthew chapter four. If you're looking for a concise, you know, three verses to memorize to help in those areas. Okay, can I get that website from you one more time? Yeah, it's BibleGateway.com. I really appreciate that. You know, I just uh, want to have a different mentality on life, and it's not always easy to, you know, you could say you're going to do it, but to actually do it and think that way and, and be 100% with it is, is pretty difficult. So um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, let me pray for you, Victor. I'm really excited of what God's done in your life and that you've come to know Christ and would love to, to just pray for you and that God would strengthen you. Thank you. Father, thanks so much for Victor. Thank you for him coming to know Christ. And 
Lord, we know that our flesh and the enemy does beat us up in these areas of the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And as Victor is just desiring a new perspective and a new mentality, Lord, I think of uh, the, the people that you healed in the Gospels, Lord, where you gave them physical sight. And I just pray for Victor that you would give him spiritual insight, that he could see these things coming at him and run to you and run to the Word. And as he abides in you, that you would give him victory. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for calling. God bless you. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or things going on in your life or prayer requests, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go uh, to Salida, I believe, in New Jersey, if I'm saying your name correctly. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you uh, for welcoming me. And yes, you said it correctly. All right, good. It's always good when I get a name right. doesn't always happen. So. <laughs> Thanks. So um, just a little bank around on my question. I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, uh, I, I, the best position I guess I, I would uh, consider myself is one of... Uh, Thomas, who they like to call doubting, you know, unless I okay. touch his side and put my hand on his, his hand, you know, I won't believe. Um, and also uh-huh. the man that told Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. So background, I've been saved um, for about 20 years. Um, in, 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 uh, I'm in a position where right now I'm like, it, it, do I believe because I, I have do, do, do things happen because I have a feeling of everything? You know, do I am I just believing myself saved or am I truly saved? Let me get into the Word of God more. I want to get to know Him a little better. So instead of just reading those scriptures, you know, it, that we talk about it at church, I want to go into the Word. I'm like, let me go into mm-hmm. the Old Testament because I want to know the whole counsel of God. I want to know Him from beginning to end. I, so I just opened into Numbers the other day because I never read this particular story. So particularly Numbers uh, chapter 28, when it talks about the sacrifices, I'll just uh-huh. start at verse 2. Uh, verse 2 and the New Living Translation, um, God gives instruction uh, to Israel about uh, the offering, and part of it says that, you know, you present as special gifts are a pleasing aroma to me. They are my food. So then we jump to verse uh, 7, where mm-hmm. it says, um, along with it, you must present the proper liquid offering of one quart of alcoholic drink with each lamb. And I was quite shocked. I said, alcoholic mm-hmm. drink for the Lord? Mm-hmm. What is he? Is he a drinker? And then so I have to tell you, quite honestly, I was quite offended. And I was upset mm-hmm. because I know what alcoholic drink does to people. My dad was an alcoholic, and because of mm-hmm. it, um, my family fell apart. I know he speaks about yeah. drunkenness in the Bible. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is it that God wants alcoholic? So it, I, I, it's almost like I went to the Word to get more confirmation about God. But then I mm-hmm. see this, and I feel so much more confused. And I went to concordances. Mm-hmm. I went to BibleGateway.com to look at different commentaries and, and yeah. everything. And I just was not satisfied with what I found. So could you please elaborate and help me to understand this? part of God? Yeah. Yeah, this this is not God giving us his position on on alcohol. Uh this is this is God uh 
prescribing worship and and offering uh, what's valuable up to the Lord. Um, and as you look from Genesis to Revelation, as you mentioned, of of God's teaching upon alcohol, uh, you know it's it's really clear. There's three things that were to to factor in. Uh, you know, the first is to not get drunk with alcohol. That's clearly um, a, a sin from uh, Ephesians chapter five. Um, and then also to not violate our conscience. You know, if uh, if our conscience is convicting us about about alcohol, and then also not uh, to cause somebody else uh, to stumble, um, and so that's what uh, the Lord teaches uh, about alcohol in 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 His His message. But you know, what the Bible does show is if there is freedom in Christ for someone who does feel led to drink, that's not getting drunk, they're not causing someone to stumble, and they're not violating their their conscience, and 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 so it's it's really the abuse of alcohol that uh, is a, is a sin, and then in. Proverbs, we see this warning that God gives uh, about alcohol and the, the damage that it can do uh, in our lives. So I don't know if that's helpful. Hello? Hello, are you still there? I, I don't know oh, if that's yeah. helpful to you. Uh, well, I was wondering, why would God ask for alcohol as part of a sacrifice, really, is what I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, well, I think two things come to mind, and you know, the the alcohol comes from the fruit of the vine, uh, and it represents giving fruit unto God, uh, giving those first fruits uh, unto God. And the second is, you know, alcohol in and of itself is not bad or sinful. It's the it's the abuse of alcohol uh, that then it becomes bad and, and sinful. And so, it sometimes it's difficult, but when it comes to the scriptures, we want to hold to what the scripture says, you know, and what, what the scripture says is, you know, someone can have alcohol in moderation and it's not, it's not a sin. They have to, have to be careful. And so, you know, uh, the, the, the wine represented fruit being offered to God and then wine in and of itself is not, is not wrong. So Mm. it's the abuse of it that become, that makes it wrong. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm stoked for you that you're reading the scriptures and and searching things out for yourself. So God bless you, Salida. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. One text question that we had come in is correcting uh, false teachers uh, forbidden because it's touching God's uh, anointed. Uh, We find uh, throughout the Bible the correction of false teachers, and uh, we see uh, Paul uh, very clearly uh, calling out false teachers and and rebuking them, and it's not a violation of uh, because they aren't uh, the Lord's anointed. Uh, They're they're teaching a false gospel and and leading people astray. We need to do it in love, but uh, they they do need to be called out and uh, corrected in love. So. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. Hope you're having a great Friday afternoon. The number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Liz in Denver. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hi, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Quick question. Um, how do you know, like, if you're fasting and, you know, God put it in your in your heart to fast, say, you know, five days or whatever, how do you know 
if you need to go past, go more, or do you stop at the five days? Yeah, so in, in Colossians, it says, uh, let the peace of God rule uh, your hearts. And that, that word rule is like an umpire saying inbounds and, and out of bounds. And the children of Israel, as they traveled in the wilderness, God gave them a cloud by day. They would literally walk in the shade of the cloud. And I think uh, it's what you have peace in your heart, you know, as you pray through Times where I've uh, fasted um, uh, is as usually I'll have a peace from God that the fast is over, and you know, and then and then it it's time to enjoy food and be thankful for that food and enter it back into that. So I would just encourage you to to let God's peace lead you in that. You know, if you okay. if you have a, a peace for the fast to be ended, then then just enjoy it. You know, and then if you feel like the Lord's challenging you to go a little further, then then um, you know go a little further. And then if you don't know, I would go ahead and end, end the fast. You know, I don't know that God is more glorified by a longer fast than a shorter fast. You know, it's it, it's the heart of fasting, not the length of fasting. You know, so if the Lord's clearly telling you to go further, go for it. You know, if you have a piece about going ahead and ending the fast, then, you know, okay. it, it, enjoy uh, food as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what a what about the verse when Jesus came off the boat and he um, encountered it, the demoniac and the other disciples were not able to cast the demonic legion out? And he told them that this can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. Um, yeah. What if, you know, you're fasting for that reason? Yeah. There's no doubt that there's power in fasting and that God calls us to fast. And and then also Isaiah 58 describes the, the fast that the Lord uh, has, has chosen. I just don't know that, you know, 12 days or 24 days or, you know, 12 hours or 24 hours, you know, it, it, it's not so much the length of time, but it's the obedience unto the Lord. And that's why I think you just let God's peace lead you in that, you know, of, of going... But sometimes we can put this heavy burden on ourselves that that somehow we're going to accomplish this by how long we fasted. And, and it's really just humbling ourselves and realizing that that God is the one who's going to do the work. And he's he's called me to pray. He's called me to fast. And and there's there's power that God uses in fasting in the demonic realm. But it's ultimately him uh, do, doing the work. You know, it really has set me free in my relationship with God to know that God moves and he blesses by grace. And so even as we're praying and fasting and doing our devotions, saying, God, I'm fasting, but I'm not depending upon my fasting. I'm depending upon your character of grace. Mm -hmm. And by your grace, would you move in this person's life that is being attacked spiritually right now? Um, so it's a great question. So, so would it be wrong? Would it be wrong? I know we're running out of time here, but would it be wrong because like the times that I do fast, you know, because we basically put our flesh into submission, when I do fast, I just feel so much better. Like I feel closer to God. I feel mm -hmm. peaceful, more peaceful. Like I literally yeah. feel like a spiritual warrior. And is it wrong to want to feel that all the time and just stay in that realm with God? 
No, it's 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 not wrong, but it's not practical. You know, uh, it, it's not feasible. Um, we're also seeing Paul's writing where it says that God created all things to be richly enjoyed. Uh, so so fasting is a season uh, where we're able to deny the flesh and, and draw near to God. But I, you know what, I'd also encourage you to to meet with the Lord as you're taking in that physical provision. You know, the God mm-hmm. God wants to meet with us and fellowship with us. He created food, and food's not bad. And, and so being able to in, enjoy that same kind of intimacy, even in, in times when uh, you're not fasting, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. It does. Okay, well, that's the question well, I have. You, well, thanks for calling, Liz. God bless you. Thanks a lot, Pastor Eric. Have a good day. You bet. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Let's continue with our phone lines here as we have a few minutes left. Let's go to Shelly and Aurora. Shelly, welcome to the program. Thank you. My question is Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, It's talking about Jesus, but I'm wondering if I'm reading it right. Is it actually the Trinity... Are I'm thinking about because they name more than one name, or is it all Jesus? Yeah, let's read that together. It says, For unto us a a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So it's really that name, Everlasting Father, that throws us off a little bit here in this list. Uh, It's really directed towards Christ, and the reason that Jesus can be called Everlasting Father as well is because of the Trinity, Uh, is because the the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. And so in these titles of Christ, we see kind of salt and peppered the mystery of the Trinity in the midst of this description of Christ. So my thinking was right, that it actually was like the Trinity. It is talking about yeah. Jesus, but it's also talking about God the Father. Absolutely, yeah. Points to the Trinity. Cool. Thank you so much. I was like a little confused with that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, God bless you, Shelley. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Let's go to uh, Rick on line three in Gordonville, Pennsylvania. Rick, welcome to the program. Thank you. My, uh, I have a comment and, and uh, uh, maybe a question, and I'll make it real quick. Uh, my comment is, well, I want to thank you, Pastor Eric, for several months ago I, I called in and I was on the brink of giving up uh, on God. And uh, I, I just, after calling you and hearing the comments after the after my call, uh, I I just like to let you know that uh, I am I I believe I'm fully restored uh, in my walk, hmm. and I just appreciate your your diligence and and your grace. Hmm. And I just thank you for your program because I think hmm. it really helped me to. Uh, reevaluate my position as a mm. Christian. And yeah, Rick, I, I, appreciate, I remember. I appreciate you not allowing me to mm. uh, feel like I should make that step. Mm. 
Well, Rick, I remember your phone call real vividly, and so it's really encouraging to to hear that uh, you're, that God has met you, you know, and that's that's a blessing and an answer to prayer. Appreciate you following up and giving us feedback. Yes, and I, I believe it was it was met that I would call at that moment and talk with you mm. because you didn't hold any punches, and I needed that. Mm. Um. And and the callers they called afterward they they really encouraged me and uh, I really needed that so hmm. my my uh, my follow up is uh, there was a lady on this just this past week uh, last mm-hmm. week because this will air a week later um, Samantha had called mm-hmm. in about a coworker who was harassing her verbally I guess. Um, isn't there a time when uh, that's happening? I, I understand the spiritual side effect of when we need to go to the Lord and, and seek His guidance on what we should do with this, but shouldn't we also uh, make aware of legal uh, aspects of what that individual could do to to protect them from this type of abuse in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, as she called in, it was hard to give a full comprehensive answer, Um, you know, and that was really the heart of what I was trying to share with her was you need to not just accept this and take action and sound the alarm to the boss and absolutely, you know, go to the authorities. Uh, didn't get a chance to say that last week, but right. yeah. 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 Rick, we're almost out of time for today. I don't want to cut you off, but we're going to no, no. have to end the program. So God bless I, you. Uh, and God bless you. And thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks I for calling. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. God bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.